Hello, 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 and welcome to cup number four on the Tea with Ruth. If this is your first time joining me, I'd like to say thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you joining us in the coffee house for a cup of tea. And this one, y'all, is going to be a little bit personal because today we're talking about education and my take on education. And it's personal because that's what I do. I'm an educator. I've been in the field for over 10 years now, and it's near and dear to my heart. So I have a lot to say on this topic. So grab you a cup of some tea and let's get to sipping. So in my head, I have a book that I'm going to write. I know, Eddie, I'm going to get on it. But one of the books, rather, one of them starts with this sentence. If I was a pedophile, a drug dealer, a pimp, or a trafficker, Public education would be my playground. Okay, so I know that sounds harsh. That sounds absolutely horrible. And it sounds disgusting. But guess what? It's true. Because education, especially public education, is a place where anything and everything can go wrong. And if people really, really, truly knew what happened in public education, they would homeschool or they put their kids in expensive private schools without hesitation, without doubt, without any questions. Um, not that those places are perfect and above the law either, because I've heard some crazy horror stories from those places as well. But I guess the bottom line is just this. Education is a hot mess, y'all. <laughs> so let me start off by saying that we all know that education should start at home, right? Yes. And this, in my mind, is the biggest problem of them all. We expect for the seven to eight hours that the teachers see these kids to fix them and fix all their problems. Teachers become parents, they become psychologists, they become mentors, they become confidants, they become doctors, they become everything to these kids. And the parents are only left with fixing dinner, which may or may not happen, by the way, and leaving the kids to do whatever they want to until the next day. And if they're tweens and teens, well, that means they're going to stay up on the phone until about three or four in the morning. And then the kids are sleep deprived when they get up, they dress themselves sometimes very scantily because their parents are still asleep and they have no idea how their little loved ones are leaving dressed for school. They don't know if they've done homework. They don't know if they've eaten breakfast, whatever it is. They have no clue. And then it's the teacher's job all over again to fix it for this day. So until we start to connect education into the home life and make parents more accountable in some way, shape or form, well, we're going to continue to have this horrible, lackluster pre-K to prison pipeline masked as an education system, you know, like we do now. <laughs> so here's another large part of the problem. There are people way up on top of the chain telling us what to do way down at the bottom. Then there's too many people in the middle causing more confusion and turmoil. And at the end of the day, nobody knows what's really going on. And most of the people up on top, including the school board members, which we don't even get into that because that's a whole nother cup of tea. But we're lucky if these people even have a background in education as they're passing down laws and mandates to those on the front lines. Listen, I remember my very first year teaching. I thought, I'm going to be like my old teachers that I grew up with. I'm going to be at school every single day. I'm never going to miss. I'm not going to be absent. I'm going to be the best thing ever. My first semester in, I was sick three times. First semester alone in the fall, three times. And I rarely ever get sick. 
And that's when I learned about mental health days and self-care. Because without it, that's how burnout, drug and alcohol dependency, and divorce take place in education. And trust me, it's all way too common. Because this, this, let me tell you, this generation of kids is not the generation that I grew up with. And that's when I had to realize I can't do it all and not take care of myself. See, back in the day, it was a lot easier, if you ask me. Kids respected adults. Kids didn't have every diagnosis with the whole alphabet, just about. I mean, who ever heard of peanut allergies until about, I don't know, like 20 years ago? Parents were more involved. It was like the expectation that you went to school for a purpose, to learn. And that's how I felt. Now I've been in this for over a decade, and I've seen the change in just the short amount of time that I've been in it. Now, another problem is that even if you're a bad teacher, you basically can't get fired. They just move you to another school, maybe to another district, but you'll keep on doing bad things to other kids. Do you know how many legit, true, bona fide, hardcore racists there are out there teaching little brown and black kids? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you know how many old people should have been retired years and years ago, but they're still collecting a paycheck? Mm-hmm. And do you know how many young, inexperienced, and maybe not so professional people are in the classrooms? Yeah. Do you know how many people with personal agendas that you may not condone that are sitting there in the classrooms pushing their personal views on and personal beliefs on your kids? Yeah. Education is whack, y'all. <laughs> because as long as you don't do the three deadly sins, which are mess with kids sexually, mess with money, or mess with drugs and alcohol, then you'll be fine. Oh, and by the way, you can mess with drugs and alcohol, but just not in front of the kids. <laughs> and even if you do, you probably get just a little tap on the wrist, something. You might not get in too much trouble. You might get promoted. That's been known to happen too. Mm -hmm. And if you mess with kids or engage in inappropriate messaging or relationships, you'll just get moved if it's not big enough to hit the news, which you would be surprised at how many times this actually happens. <laughs> And if you mess with money, yeah, you'll get moved to another district so you can keep on stealing money somewhere else, or you'll end up in jail only if you do something really big. Again, if it's big enough to hit the news. The truth of the matter is, it is really hard to fire a teacher. Well, then you have these people who think, oh, it's easy to be a teacher. You guys have weekends and holidays and summers off. Well, guess what? I implore you. I challenge you. Heck, I double dog dear you. Come on and try it for a day. <laughs> You'll learn real quick, fast, and in a hurry that it's not that easy. Because if you think it's easy to manage a classroom of 20 plus students and have to differentiate between their learning styles, uh, make accommodations for their varying learning levels, and hope that they all speak English and monitor their attitudes and their behaviors, then come on over. We welcome you. And guess what? That's per class. Elementary school students mostly stick with one teacher all day, and that's a struggle all on its own. Okay, you want to test it out? Go and talk to an eight-year-old for about five minutes. Now multiply that by about 23 and do it all day. Yeah, not so simple anymore, right? <laughs> all right, middle and high schoolers get to switch classes. So the teacher now has 23 students plus in each class, and that's about six to eight classes. Oh, and it's not like it's the same old lesson all day long. No, 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 no. So say I teach math, which I would never, ever do in life, ever in life. Do you hear me? <laughs> well, let's just pretend. It's not like I'm teaching the same level of math all day. 
I might have algebra one and then geometry and then liberal arts math, which the name alone is the reason why I don't teach math. Liberal arts, serious? Okay, whatever. But that's just three, what we call preps. So three preps, I might have three or four in the day. And within each class, there's lesson planning that needs to take place for each prep. Um, you have to prepare the lesson, you have to execute the lesson. And then after that, you have to grade papers, you know, make sure everybody understands the lesson so you can move on. So you ready to jump on in there and do this so easy job? Yeah, I didn't think so. Stay right there in your cubicle or in your office and keep pretending to be blind about what's going on in education for real. But just stay quiet while you're in there. Thank you. <laughs> so I hear you already, right? Oh my gosh, if it's just that bad, just take a day off. You know how hard is it? Grab a sub. Well, let me tell you, number one, it's very hard to get a good sub. And number two, it's more work to get a sub. Like you have to do extra super duper planning for the sub. I mean, you know your kids, right? <laughs> but these other people don't. So now you have to leave explicit notes about Johnny and Billy and Susie and what they're going to do since there's a sub and what they're going to try to get away with. And then if the sub decides to go rogue or is incapable, which is often, and they don't do anything that you've planned or prepared for them. So now you have to come back and fix everything that wasn't done. And now you're at least a day behind. So trust me, it's so much easier to just come into work sick or skip out on part of a holiday or a vacation here and there and just suck it up. And honestly, that sucks. But we won't talk about the huge unbelievable disproportionate gaps in education that happen based on your zip code or how much money you make. Because I hope that it's at least obvious, unfortunately. But seriously, if you don't know the reality of the unequal access to proper education right here in the good old US of A, then you're actually part of the problem. And it's sad to say that I've become calloused and maybe even numb to the situation because I see it every single day. What's more shocking to me, actually, is when I hear someone say, oh, I don't know about the disparities that happen in poor neighborhoods. You know, like the fact that some schools could have unfit and unqualified subs teaching a class for a whole year. Yeah, they don't even have to know the subject. So like me and math, right? I could be a permanent sub in a math class and just pass out worksheets each day all year in some inner city school. And no one would bat an eye. Like, it's okay. At least as a human adult in the classroom, right? And I don't mean like subbing for a few days. I mean subbing for the entire year. Let that happen in suburbia. And, well, it would never happen in suburbia. So, yeah. They say it's because we have a shortage of teachers. But there was an article that I read once, and they put it very well. They said, we don't have a shortage of teachers. What we have is a, you don't pay us enough to put up with this sort of garbage and you think it's okay to dump teachers with more foolishness. That's the problem that we have here. And that's the truth. That is absolutely the truth. You think it's all okay to pay teachers these meager wages that we pay them and you want us to produce the doctors, the lawyers, the engineers, the professional athletes, etc., And you want to pay those people the big bucks, yet you expect so much from the teachers so much more. Well, funny story. I ran into one of my former students a few years back. It was an election time in 2016. And he was listening to a politician say how they would give teachers a pay raise. He was so shocked, y'all, when he heard how much teachers got paid. 
He said to me, man, I didn't know y'all got paid that little. I mean, I work in AC and I make more than that. And we were bad, man. You had to put up with a lot and you didn't even get paid a lot. <laughs> and then he goes on to apologize. Now, as much as I appreciate him realizing the amount of stress he and his friends caused me some 10 years ago, I was more grateful, yet a little embarrassed, for him to realize how very little we are actually appreciated and paid. Now, a not so funny story. I was having a conversation in class with some students last year, and it absolutely blew me away at what they expected from teachers. Not that we would pass them, which they do expect that regardless of whether they work or not. Not that we would spend our free time to help them catch up on work or tutor them during our lunch or before and after school, which they still expect that. Mm -hmm. This one was actually new for me. They actually expect that a teacher would and should jump in front of a bullet to save their lives. We are supposed to be a school security, a bulletproof vest, a hero. And you know what? Society believes it too. I mean, quite honestly, we live in a country in a time right now where a classroom full of first graders can be murdered and we just turn the other cheek and send thoughts and prayers on social media so that it comforts those who've lost loved ones in a place of education, not in a war field, not in a battle zone, in a school. So these students in that class literally told me that it was our job as teachers to save their lives if a shooter came in. I was blown away. Like since when did my life become less important than yours? And if I'm married with kids, I should sacrifice my family for an ungrateful kid who just cursed me out? Hmm. Yeah, I cannot express to you the amount of shock and disgust that I had for these kids in that moment. And clearly, it's what society thinks as well, that we're supposed to be these heroes and save their kids' lives and get paid pennies to do so. Now, I went to college way over a decade ago, pushing on 20 years, good Lord. And maybe things have changed now. But let me tell you what I did not take. I did not take combat classes. I did not take life-saving technique courses, nor did I even take a how to jump in front of a bullet workshop when I got my degrees. None of that. But that's exactly what teachers have become today, school security guards. And the sad truth <clears throat> and the reality is this, that God forbid something ever did happen, I guarantee you that the teachers that I know would step in front of a bullet to save a child's life, no matter who that kid is, because that's who we are. We signed up for this job, not for the pay, not for the, not for the notoriety. <laughs> oh yeah, so much, we're so famous. But we signed up for this job for the life-changing impact that we can make on kids each and every day. And that's really sad, knowing how this country treats us and thinks about us. Mind you, I haven't even mentioned teaching at the college and university level because that's a whole nother cup of tea for another day. We'll have to talk about how entitled and ill-prepared this generation is going into higher ed even, but we won't do that today. So to final, to wrap this up. What's the solution? How do we fix this mess? Quite honestly, it's up to you. Yes, you, my lovely listener. Whether you have kids in the school system or not, it's on you as much as it is on me 
the teacher. If you have kids, show up. I don't care how young or how old, get involved and stay involved. Go see your kids play sports, perform in the play, play in the band, whatever. Come in, help out in the media center or in the computer lab, help out with traffic in the mornings or in the afternoons, come answer phones, help monitor the cafeteria, which is a whole nother conversation in and of itself. Volunteer in the classrooms, whatever, just come. We need you. Even in high school, we need you. And if you don't have the support, um, and if you don't have kids rather, then mentor, come on in and help out as well. Guide some of these kids who don't have what they need because the truth of the matter is a lot of parents don't even know how to help because they didn't have a positive school experience either. So they're at a loss of what to do and how to support. So we're gonna have to teach the parents and give them more expectations. And it's just a whole nother podcast as well. And I didn't even talk about foster kids and schools or the ones that live with grandparents or other family members or the ones who are raising themselves because that happens as well. Y'all, it's just crazy out there. But we have to do something about it because it's not going to get better on its own. So the next time that you want to complain about education and these kids today, do me a favor. Go look in the mirror and ask yourself, what am I doing to help this situation? And if you're not doing anything at all, then keep your thoughts to yourself, please. And thank you. Hmm. Well, that's it for today's cup of tea, but trust me, we will be revisiting this topic of education again in the future. Until then, don't forget to follow comment and discuss on social media. You can find me at the tea with Ruth on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And so until next week, the lesson for today is each one reach one, please. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And remember, it's the tea with Ruth because it's the truth.